All right, everybody, welcome back once again to Red Zone Rambling. I am Kyle Lawser. Uh, it's the artist formerly known as Kendrick. The artist formerly known as Kendrick alongside me today, and we are going to preview this week in the NFL, the divisional round coming up straight ahead. So, the Saturday games. That was probably the most awkward setup of the week. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it, it got the job done, didn't it? Yeah, like okay. a broken robot. Hey, that's the way. That's the way you gotta do it sometimes. I guess so. It's the exact way you gotta do it. So, anyway, now that we're done critiquing my intro, let's talk football. The Patriots play the Titans. Who? Yeah, that's exactly right. They're gonna get killed. The Titans are gonna get killed in this. Uh, I 100%, I think I said this earlier on the podcast, don't believe the Tennessee Titans have a shot in this game. I think on paper maybe you could look at a few things, but ultimately this isn't going to go any way in Tennessee's favor. And you're going to see New England in the AFC Championship game. Shocker. Yeah, shocker. Big time shocker. That's why they don't give, like they don't make the Super Bowl in Foxborough ever. Because you know there's like a 75% chance that New England's going to get a home field advantage. It's also in the great of a field. Yeah, and it's in the middle of nowhere, too. Foxborough is... I don't think Foxborough is the most, like, popping town. No. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Derrick Henry's kind of been getting a little bit of traction uh, recently towards the end of the year, especially with DeMarco Murray being out. DeMarco Murray is ruled out of this game. And it's going to be the feature, and Derrick Henry is going to be the featured back in this. I, I mean, that gives him a better, in my opinion, that gives him a better chance than if Demarco Murray was in the ball game. I, I just, I just think that that's the they they aren't feeding they weren't feeding Derrick Henry enough anyway. I guess they were trying to kind of phase him in, but you know that time is up. I think I don't think Demarco Murray is also. I, don't, I really don't think Demarco Murray is going to be there next year either. I don't no, think he's going to be in Tennessee. He gives you a better receiving option and fresh legs at some point. So you always rather have more two backs than one. If you're going to have Derrick Henry start, it would be nice to have DeMarco Murray back him up because I don't even know who their third back is. I don't even know who the backup is now. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying just to have fresh legs. Yeah, right? I'm not saying fresh legs isn't a good thing. I'm saying that because of the way they were running that offense with both backs, they weren't getting the job. Like, it's better to have just Derrick Henry in. If they're going to continue to run the offense through DeMarco Murray and then have Derrick Henry come and he be the fresh, him be the fresh legs, you're better off just sitting DeMarco Murray and starting Derrick Henry, or DeMarco Murray being injured and Derrick Henry taking the full, the full oh, work. It's not like DeMarco Murray was a slouch, and Derrick Henry started two games. One was bad, one was good, so it was, you can't really... It might be too early to make that case because DeMarco Murray is still good. He had a good year. And like I said, Derrick Henry started two games. The first one was not good. He even will tell you it wasn't good. <laughs> What against the Jags? He called him, He said it was. He, he said, said he ran soft. Yeah, and he was. It wasn't. It was not a good game. Like uh, the only, the really only thing that happened the whole game was that screen he got loose on, and that was it. Yeah. Well, Demarco Murray has not been good this year at all. Um, that's inaccurate. What you said that he has been good this year. So in 2017, he's rushed for 659 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, that's what splitting carries. Yeah, that's what splitting carries. Now let's look at Derrick Henry's. Let's look at Derrick Henry's stats because I guarantee they're they're better. Even even though I mean I guess he had a bad game when he did start, but 
he it that's that's irrelevant in my opinion because he's clearly he's clearly clearly the better back he's clearly the better talent Let me try to find his stats real quick. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they have at running back. Not one bit. In my opinion. I mean the Patriots give up the second most yards per run. Yeah. Derrick Henry will have a nice day. He has seven hundred and forty four yards. So he had a little bit of a better year, and that's being the number two back. But like I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. New England is... And, and you know what's interesting about this game? A lot of Jags fans are rooting for... They like I heard on the radio today that if you're a Jacksonville fan, you have to be rooting for the Tennessee Titans while watching this game. But that doesn't make sense to me at all. It doesn't make not one ounce of sense to me. I would much rather face New England. I know it's not a popular opinion, but I would much rather face New England in the AFC Championship if I'm a Jaguar fan. I mean, if I was a, I would, if I was a Jaguars fan, I wouldn't want to face either of them. Neither of them are a good option. I mean, it's the AFC Championship. It's not going to be an easy game. Uh, there could have been easy. It could have been the Bills. <laughs> if they were the AFC Championship game, I guess. But it's... Uh, I wouldn't say I'd want the Titans to... Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd still rather face the Titans than the Steelers. Even though they beat you twice, I'd still rather play the Titans. Than, I mean, than, than the Patriots? The Patriots? I mean, yeah. I would never want to play the Patriots in the yeah. playoffs. See, I just think there's a couple things going on here. In I the regular season, it's one thing. But like in the playoffs, you you don't want to play the Patriots in the playoffs. It's totally different. Well, I think we match up well. I think the Jags match up extremely well. I think everybody the, matches up well with the Patriots. With the Patriots. No, I really think they match up very, very well with the Patriots. Because... I like towards the Miami game for a lot of like the Patriots' weaknesses, and I mean you can call that what you want. You can call it a fluke. You can say they didn't. I don't think they had Gronk that game, did they? No, they didn't, they didn't have Gronk that game. You can say you can say all that, but the fact of the matter is the receivers. Tom Brady had nowhere to go with the ball. You could have fed Gronk the whole time if he was there. I get that, but they absolutely Xavier Howard completely shut Brandon Cooks down, and the other cornerbacks and DBs did a great job as well. Not only that, but Sue in the front seven got pressure on Tom Brady all night. Those are two of Jacksonville's biggest strengths. They're the best in the league at pass rush and pass defense in general. So I think if they implemented that same game plan that the Dolphins did against the Patriots, I, I think we force turnovers. I think we capitalize on them, and, and their defense isn't isn't uh, very good either. Allow the so. least amount of points per game, less than the Jaguars, less than the Vikings, less than the Eagles, and so you get six. Uh, bro, a lot. Of, you have to look at that situationally, though. I have, and that's what people people want to say. The defense is so bad, and I've looked at it. It's not bad. Situationally, they are. They, they If you look at why they're giving up the least amount of points, it's because Tom Brady is getting them out. They, like their 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 offense is rolling, and of course, teams are going to try to come from behind, throw the ball more, be more risky because they're down early. Of the course, you're not going to score as really many quick. They they rarely dominate time of possession. The offense scores really quick. That's so the my point. Is out there, no, I'm saying their defense is out there a lot because their offense does has short possessions because they score quickly. So the defense is out there, and it's not like it's it's not like the uh, the defense is like getting great field position all the time. They're still starting off normal field position, and they give up yards. They just don't give up points. Just like you say, we we give defense credit when they're put in bad situations and we say it's not all their fault when teams score on them, you have to do the opposite. 
their offense is putting them in good positions because they keep scoring. They're if they're giving the ball up on uh, on a on a punt or whatever, it's gonna be it's not gonna be in their own territory. They're gonna give them good field, and that that's part of it. That that's that's why the defense numbers might be inflated as far as scoring goes, because no one's no. It's not easy to keep up with the Patriots in scoring. You're gonna have to pull out all the stops and kind of be a little bit riskier. But no one matches up with the Patriots in the playoffs. When's the last? When's the last Patriots game you watched other than the Dolphins game? When was the last Patriots game yeah, watched? The, the Steelers game? game? Yeah. Before and, that. Yeah, and that that offense. Or was it poor? After? The offense was averaging 33 points at a game that point, and they well they scored like. 20 20 something and it's like that the the patriots had like a terrible game and they still won and like the defense held them to less than the points they were than like the most explosive offense in the league like three of the best skill players in the league you know what i mean they still held them to less points than they were averaging all year so I, like i don't see like how points per game doesn't matter to you that doesn't make any sense I think that it has to do I'm not saying it doesn't matter I'm just thinking in this specific case it has to do with the fact that the offense is yeah but the offense they're facing dominating. is the Jaguars offense and they're, they're already allowing the least amount of points per game and then they're, they're playing an offense that is that they would be they're not playing Jaguars yet but the Jaguars offense that is terrible yeah so that's I mean right I'm, if, if the Patriots get any kind of lead they're not going to lose a lead you know what I mean they're not going to lose a lead probably not they're probably not going to lose a lead I'll agree with you there, but I'm just lo- saying if if you're the Jags, if you're watching the Titans, Titans Patriots game, you you want the Titans to win. Like I don't care if they beat you twice, the Titans give you the best chance to go to the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right now, we'll lose to the Titans in the AFC Championship at home, straight straight like that. That's exactly what's going to happen. We will 100% lose to the Titans in the AFC. All right, but. We're looking way ahead because they still have, which brings us to our next game. The Jags still have to play the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, and I'm not confident about that game either. We picked them off five times last time. There's no secret there that's kind of been talked about every which way up to this point, and I think it's also extremely clear that we're in Big Ben's head, we being the Jaguars, and the defense is completely in his head. He, that's got to account for something because he is if you even watch the the interviews with him and the kind of comments he's been making recently it's it's all it almost seems like he's he's uh, not a head case but he doesn't know what he should say because he's feeling so many weird like he's feeling like uh ang- like very anxious about this game is what it seems like to me he was, he was saying like they're the best de- defense he's ever had to face. Then he was saying, "Oh, like of course I want to like play face them again. That's a, that was a fluke. Like that didn't happen. Like or whatever. He he's just all over the place. He never with said it. it was a fluke. He he said it in a competitive way that he wanted to play him again because he had such a bad game. He never said it was a fluke. He, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He said he wants to prove. He, I think he said that he wants to prove that it was a fluke. No, he said he wants to prove that he's better than that. That he had a bad game. He didn't say that. He said they they played an amazing game, but he wants to play him again so he can you know like get revenge basically." But he didn't say it was ever a fluke. Like he, so you don't, he gave the defense credit, credit where it was due. But you, so you don't think that there's any type of you can take it both. You can take it one way. You can take it the way you're taking it, or you can take it in the way that he's a competitive guy and that he really does want to go out there and prove that he's better than that. 
in that it's not that they're in his head it's that that he's that competitive and that he's he's waiting for a chance to go out there and torch them like they destroyed him you can look at it either way yeah you, you know could what I, mean? I, get, he, I get what he, you're he, saying because he is one of those dudes that like he doesn't he really has two bad games against the same team like he's a guy who can have a terrible performance and that week next week they're like 400 yards right he's he, he's a guy like that he's like he's not inconsistent but he's just like he's very on off i guess you know what i mean like, he's like a volatile player yeah he's he's an emotional player too so it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing but like you can't automatically assume that because he's talking about him so much that he's scared it could be that he really just wants to go out there and give him the business yeah Which i don't think he can well i think you know what i, mean? I think that might be part of why i'm thinking that he's so much of a head case in this regard like surrounding this game is because he keeps talking about it like he he continue. I know the media brings it up a lot too, but he is like really, really like harping on this. Like this is Cause clearly just, in the forefront of his. Yeah, because it was the worst game of his career. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know, man. That and you don't get to like be a Super Bowl winning quarterback like started for a decade not being competitive. Like, but the thing is, a lot of, if you if this scenario plays out, you know, across the league twenty different times, you're gonna hear almost every other player say every other opposing quarterback say. You know, we're just worried about this game. What, what's in the past is in the past. You know, I'm just going to go out and play my best game. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be this big of an issue. With, with But it's not the playoffs, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, you could there's, you could take it either way. Well, I definitely don't think he'll he'll go out there and torch the Jaguars defense. No, no, nobody will. Do you think he gets Do you think he gets off? Like, you think he... No, nobody gets off against the Jaguars defense. He That's could. No, he could, he, though. He won't. He won't. He def- he definitely won't. It's gonna be if anyone gets off, and it's gonna be Le'Veon Bell. You know what I mean? It's that's the key to an offense in this game. I was gonna ask you that. How do you? I'm. I'm kind of not curious, but I'm in. Like, yeah, Jaguar's ca- speed on defense is a disadvantage when it comes to Le'Veon Bell. Oh yeah, because he's a patient runner. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, you can overrun like yeah, you'll definitely yeah. overrun, and especially when you do those little draws and stuff. Like yeah, you're already in the backfield, and he's. He's behind the line still. So, so uh, I've I've thought about that. Uh, the smart thing to do, in my opinion, would be to run Le'Veon Bell because that's the weak point in the Jags' defense. You had success in it early on in the first game, and it just all signs point to that. But do you think that's what they'll do? Do you think that's what the game plan will be coming out? Because I'm curious to see what it will be. Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna run, and the they're gonna have to keep running too to have any chance in the passing game. You know, like play yeah. action is gonna be their their best chance because it's it's it would be one thing. If they had play action and they had like a, a like a great tight end, that would help a lot. If they had a great tight end. They have like they a, an average Jesse, tight end. Jesse he's he's, he's the greatest. He drops ever. a lot of balls. <laughs> no, I think. He's, he's 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 pretty average. <laughs> if they had like like a pure passing catching tight end, then they would have a little bit more chance. But like when you have two Pro Bowl cornerbacks, and you know what I mean, like Martavis Bryant and um, Judy Smith, who's having great, you know what I mean. But yeah. it's this is like a, a different animal, you know what I mean? Because it's it's not just you have great corners. It's there's there's going to be pressure on Big Ben all right. day. So right, and the it's I don't even know what you would point as like the weak spot on this defense when your DBs are so good. You're I mean obviously the run game is the weak point, but if you're looking at like the individual positions, you have like Miles. I was going to say linebackers, but Miles Jack and Telvin Smith are phenomenal, and they they yeah. still might be the weak point, which is crazy to say because they do overrun. Yeah. It's, and they play very very fast. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is this is a interesting matchup. It's not the game of the week. The game of the week, in my opinion, is the Saints and the Vikings. That game 
Yeah. Is going to be crazy. Who do you got? Who do you, first of all, who do you have? Week one rematch. Yeah, where the the Vikings ended up beating the Saints, right? Yeah, well, that game was like a. <laughs> was it Mike, did the Vikings beat the Saints? Yeah, Saints started over too. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the like uh, Vikings. Sam Mike Bradford. Zimmer. Yeah, he went off too. He yeah. had three touchdowns, like three uh-huh. yards. But Mike Zimmer was mad because everyone was talking about. He was talking about how they already beat him this this year, or whatever. And everyone's like, "Yeah, they're a different team. You guys are a different team." And he was like getting mad about that. He's like, "He's like, it doesn't matter. Like we we beat them. It's like I'm tired <laughs> of people coming up with this narrative of like different teams." But the fact is, like, they were a totally different team. Like, yeah, the, the Vikings had Dalvin Cook. He went over. He had like 125 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Bradford had three touchdowns. Like he was incredible that game. And the Vikings, I mean, the Saints stole Adrian Peterson. They were trying to run with Adrian Peterson. That was just not working. Like as soon as AP left the Saints, the run game got. A thousand times better, you know what I mean? Yeah, because they're just using. Ingram I totally Kamara. forgot Adrian Peterson yeah. was on the Adrian, Vikings. Adrian Peterson was there. He was their leading carry. Had the most carries that game, and they sucked. They had no run game. So I mean, it's it is a totally different game, despite what Mike Zimmer wants to say. Yeah, so I don't care that the and it's not only is it not a different game, like not only are the Saints a different team, but the Vikings are a completely different team too. It really, I mean, if you really want to talk different teams, the different quarterback in that game, completely different running back because Dalvin yeah. Cook is out. And uh, it's just a different game plan. I think they relied pretty heavily, heavy on Dalvin Cook that game. He, like you said, he went over for over 100 yards, but still, and that opened up Sam Bradford uh, a lot. And I think Thielen and I think Diggs actually really, really got off that game. But it's, it's so it's the the like the Vikings won the first game. The Saints, uh, it's it's tough because I mean it's it's, it's a home game for Minnesota first of all. And they've only allowed five touchdowns there all year. Yeah. Five touchdowns at home. That's like insane. all year. That that's that is incredible. So like the defense is like good everywhere. Kind of like the Jags. They it's it's the the Saints are gonna have to rely on Drew Brees in this game. I think because we, the Panthers are the first team to shut down the Saints run, and they did it really well. And that was from not missing tackles. They have some of the best tacklers. Luke Thomas Keithley. Davis and Luke Kuechly, they, they just don't miss tackles. And yeah, what was that stat you told me? I don't know if you said yeah. it on the podcast or Luke not. Luke Kuechly missed one tackle all year. Yeah, in well, open field, and then open field, field yeah, one missed one. one tackle. Which is the hardest tackle to make. Yeah, that's <laughs> incredible. Especially after he played the Saints three times. <laughs> right. Twice. Uh, but, like, the, the Anthony Barr is a great linebacker for the Vikings too and he kind of runs that defense and they have great safety in Harrison Smith so I think it's going to be hard once the Saints get to the second level to make them miss too so I think the Saints are going to focus on trying to shut down the run again just like the Panthers did because they do have a better secondary in the Panthers yeah like Xavier Rhodes is in my opinion the best cornerback in the league mm-hmm. um so they have that going from I think but we saw what happened when the Panthers did shut down the run. Drew Brees is he's still Drew Brees. He's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame quarterback. So I th- I think the Saints win this game just because the like Case Keenum has been great this year, but we've seen inexperience in this playoffs. Like I just don't know how he's gonna be first playoff appearance. Like I know like we everyone say Case Keenum's legit at this point. I think he's legit at this point. And it he's proven himself but it's still the playoffs it's totally different in that week like we talked about that week how that kind of screwed the Rams over they had that week rest and so we don't I don't know really where his where his head's at here and I think the Saints just have so many different ways they can score like even like we saw like I said even the Panthers shut down the run Drew Brees took off and it's it's not like they have a shortage of weapons like Michael Thomas is a really good wide receiver who Xavier Rose is going to be on, but Ted Ginn has been showing up these past few weeks. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. I think the I think the way the Vikings win this game is if they get an early lead. If they can get the, if they can score first, then they're pretty much going to win the game. You know what I mean? Because yeah, their defense is just stifling. See, I think I I agree that if the Vikings are going to lose this game, it's going to fall on inexperience. That's that's what it's going to be, and yeah. and mainly in Case Keenum. In Case Keenum, this is not a fluke. This is this guy is an amazing quarterback, mm. and. I'm not taking anything away from him, but I could definitely see that that storyline playing out. The inexperience of Case Keenum, he kind of doesn't play up to the level that he's been playing recently, which mm-hmm. has been a large part of their success this year. Even though the defense has been phenomenal yeah. too, but you're not going to be able to slow, like you said, you're not going to be able to slow down Drew Brees very much. I mean, any the greatest defense ever, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. is going to have a hard time shutting yeah. Drew Brees down. This isn't just a knock on the Vikings defense, but. I still think the Vikings are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think the home field is a big deal. It is. I it think is it's a very big, sure deal. big deal. And I think they see that they have an opportunity to possibly play every single game, including the Super Bowl, in that stadium, which right. is huge motivation. They're a young team, and I like young teams in the playoffs. I know inexperience has been the downfall um, and has been kind of a storyline like among the league uh, mm-hmm. so far, but I like the young teams because they have something to prove. Yeah. And that is a little bit of more of a motivator for the Vikings as well because they're a pretty young team uh, also. And they're, they're a lot of new talent as well, not just young players, but right. players that have emerged recently. So I think they do a good job of – a good enough job of slowing <clears throat> Drew Brees down. I don't know if they're going to totally do it like I said. But where, where I'm kind of on the fence is – is Case Keenum going to perform to the level he's been performing? Right. I think he I think he does. I think he right. continues his streak, and they end up getting the W. But if they do lose, it's all going to come down to that little bit of inexperience mm-hmm. of him in the playoffs. Like, on paper, the Vi- I think the Vikings are the better all-around team. Like, on paper, I, the Vi- the, on paper, the Vikings win. Like, the defense is – it's not – the defense isn't good. It's, it's like an all-time defense. Yeah, they're, they're number they're number one in points per game, in yards allowed per game. They're the number two pass defense, the number two run defense. Like it, this is an all time great defense, and like they have a great running back tandem as well, just like the Saints do in uh, Murray and McKinnon. Mm-hmm. The only reason like I still have the Saints winning is just there's just some there's been something about the Saints this year. You know what I mean like the like Especially the recently. last yeah like the last game against the Panthers, like that last defensive possession, it was like that was. They they just been stepping up when they've needed to. Like there's just been something about the Saints this year. Like to start zero and two and just go on that. I think it was like an eight game win streak. Like the run that they had. Like I just feel like there's something about the Saints, especially like the last uh, time the Saints were um, in the situation. It was the NFC Championship game when they played the Vikings. And you know they they won that game in like a super close one, but by a late field goal when Brett Favre did an interception. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there's just some Saints juju going on right now. Yeah. There's there's something about the Saints, and you know there's also something about who there's also something about Adam Thielen, Mary. There's something about Mary too. That's a real that's a real film. I didn't just make that up. Uh. So. Plus, I hear that no one's talking about Adam Thielen when we talk about the Vikings because Adam Thielen's a monster. Well, what do you mean? Like whenever people like are talking about like like this game or like talk about the Vikings or like just the team in general, no one mentions Adam Thielen. Oh. And the guy's an animal. Like, yeah, he's he's the he's literally the best wide receiver in the league at slipping through zones. Like the man shreds zone coverage like nobody's business. Well, I think and then he gets that yak. 
Like, I, Adam Thielen is amazing. I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it is kind of him being white. To be honest, like it's kind of hard, hard probably, to get a little bit is. more recognition uh, as a wide receiver when you're white. You have to kind of be stellar. It definitely is, and he has been. That's what I'm saying. I don't get why. Yeah, yeah, which is still weird. Like he's had over a thousand. He's had over a thousand yards. Like what is like seven touchdowns? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just talking about like popularity. Like it is not a big deal that he's not getting all this coverage and people aren't talking about him. But still, like, even like Anna's when they're like analyzing it. Like projecting and stuff like this game, and I'm like, they're not no, like, no, no one's, one's ever like, like it's Adam hard to cover Thielen. Adam Thielen. It is, it's just like, it is, but no really one's saying that. Player. It's crazy. Yeah, no one's saying it's hard to like, cover. Like anytime there's zone coverage, like he's gonna get a catch. But do you think? Do you think it's Adam Thielen, or do you think it's more Case Keenum really being on point? No, I'm talking about it's Adam Thielen because, like I said, in zone coverage, like he just shreds it. Like he he finds he finds every hole in zone coverage. He's just always open. Yeah. It's insane. Like, Stefan Diggs is, is an amazing athlete. He can, he has, like, uh, amazing run after catch ability, and he can go up there and grab balls, too. But, like, Adam Thielen is, like, a really great route runner, and he just knows where the defense is going to be. Yeah. That's that's invaluable, too, especially when you have someone to compliment you, like Stefan yeah. Diggs on the other side, who, if you're in man coverage with Diggs, he's going to burn you. Yeah. And he's going he's gonna to leave you hanging. So you got to pick your poison there. And, and then, like, the Vikings have a great tight end, too. A great red oh, zone yeah. tight end. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And he's he's good for a, a quarterback. He's a good quarterback tight end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, he's he, he's also very smart with what he does. And he's a big target. He's got sure hands. He's he's a great blocker. Yeah. And People just don't give the Vikings skill players enough credit this year. They don't. Because like, the defense is amazing. But yeah. those three guys for the Vikings offense have been amazing, too. Yeah. You're right. You're 100% right. Uh <coughs> I, this is a game that I want to predict the score for, uh, and we don't have to do it for everyone or whatever, but I think that it's going to end up being Vikings 24, Saints 17, end of story. And I, I know that's low for a Drew Brees game, but I, yeah. I just think that they're going to hold them to two scores. Like I, like I don't know why I think the Saints are going to win. I just I just have it, a, No, like a, you're not alone in that. No, I know, but like, like I've looked at so many like stats, I look at stats, watch the games, like the Vikings are... Like, kind of, they're just good everywhere. They're really, they're, I think they're the better team. I just, I have some weird feeling about the Saints this year, man. Yeah. The, the if, and whoever wins this game is going to Super Bowl. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is, this is, these, are the, these are the two Super teams Bowl. that I picked to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Saints of the Vikings, so. So, I, that's, that's exactly where I think. And for multiple reasons. I mean, the Saints, Going first of all, beating Carolina, sweeping Carolina, then going and beating that's that's the we talked about this I think last podcast. That's the toughest road to the Super that's Bowl insane. for sure. That's the toughest road to the Super Bowl. And if they win this game, a second one, it's gonna be it's gonna be game over because they have all the confidence in the world now. In like in the, but like either of these teams like Saints or Vikings, like I would love to see the Super Bowl with any other teams that I expect to go through. Like if it's whether it's the Jags, Steelers, or the Patriots, oh, I think yeah. either of those you teams against the Titans. Like yeah, <laughs> like either either those teams against the Saints or the Vikings would be amazing games. I really feel like yeah, for sure. You know it's gonna be. I didn't even. This just got me thinking. The fact that you left out the Titans. If the Titans go to the Super Bowl, that is going to be a boring Super Bowl because they play boring football. The Titans, because they just find a weird way to win. Is, yeah, I mean, who knows? Unless maybe Mario throws two touchdowns to himself this game. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> so the only other game is the Falcons and Eagles. This is the least interesting game of of the week, in my I, opinion. I think it's the most interesting. Really? Game. I don't think it's the best game, but I think it's the most interesting. Oh, just because, that's just what to, I was talking about. You know, like, like the best game. Yeah, like just to 
just see what the Eagles are gonna do. Like it's yeah, because I mean, like the first game that Nick Foles played um, that actually mattered. Like the last two games they played that they lost didn't really matter. Like no. when they lost to the Cowboys six to zero, like he didn't play the whole game. Like it just didn't matter. They didn't need to win those two games because they locked up home field advantage. You but he I mean? still looks not good. Though. Yeah, he didn't look great. But it, like you could say the same thing. Like they weren't given like a bunch of looks to the team. You know what I mean? To yeah, 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 yeah. complex systems. So like the one game he actually played where I feel like it mattered. He had an amazing game. But on the sec- on the other note of that, it was against the Giants. So it was like it wasn't yeah. like he had like a great competition to play against. You right. Know what I mean, but in that game, he looked great. But he had like three touchdowns, like three hundred fifty yards or something like that. You know what I mean? But I feel like the big thing for the the Eagles this game, if the Eagles are going to win this game, it's going to be in the it's going to be with the run. It's going to be Ajay Ajay Blunt and Clement. Yeah. Because they have three. Like one amazing back and two really good backs. You know what I mean? I think Blunt and Clements are still. I think Blunt's still a really good back. I think Clement has been amazing this year. Um, I think Jai is like. A, I think Jai is really good. I still can't believe that they got yeah. him. Like he's averaged the most yards per carry since he's got to the Eagles. Yeah. It's like five, just behind Kamara. It's like five point nine. Yeah. But the like, and I also think because the like I was talking about the Falcons defense is so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I think that is in the Eagles' advantage as well. You know what I mean? Because they're going to be able to run a lot of draws, a lot of screens like they normally do with Clement. And I think that if they can get the Falcons, I mean, if the Eagles can get an early lead, just like the Vikings can get an early lead, then I think they win the game because the defense is really good as well. Yeah. The defense is really good. Uh, I I definitely think that the Falcons are going to win this game. I don't the, know. Dude. There is no doubt in my mind the Falcons <laughs> win this game. I don't know why. I just have such a strong feeling about it. But to support that feeling, because you always have to support it, it's not just something I'm going to go with off my gut. Um, I think they did an amazing job last game. I think the Falcons game plan beautifully. That is is something that I needed to see from them. I needed to see the right decisions being made, the right calls being made, and the right system being run for the opponent you were facing. So they ended up relying a little more on the run like we talked about last podcast which I love to see right. and as a result Matty Ice could get even more loose like this is it was it was the perfect the perfect way I mean defense stepped up obviously too because I mean, that's um, right. th- that's uh, underrated that's a very underrated part of that team is their defense but they continue to do it week in and week out I don't think anyone I think if they key in on the run which they will they're definitely not I don't think they're too terribly worried about Nick Foles shredding them. If they key in on the run and kind of take that away, this is going to be, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to, they're going by 17. Like the last game, like when the Falcons played the Rams, like I don't want to take anything away from the Falcons because it's still a playoff win, but the Rams gave them 10 points right off the bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. From those from Fair Cooper. And that was also two possessions that drives in, that Rams didn't have, like I said. So they missed out on points and they gave away points. Yeah. So you could, if you take away those, it's 3-0 at half. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the second half, it was 13-13. So, like I said, I don't want to take it away from the Falcons, but I wasn't as impressed as that game by, like, other people were because the Rams' inexperience really showed. I don't think that was as tough a game. Yeah. Like, as good as a win as the scoreboard says for sure. But that makes sense. Think. And then you have to look at, like, they used the run game, right, with 39 carries, and they, they dominated time of possession against that game. They had 15 more minutes of possession than the Rams did in that game. The Falcons did. They ran 39 times. The Eagles have the top-ranked run defense in the league. They were only allowing 79 run yards per game. 
You know what I mean? So yeah, that's it's way different than going against the Rams run D, who who is good but like lower. I think they were like ten, right? Something something like that. Yeah. But the Eagles, like I talked, the Eagles defense run defense is amazing. Uh, number one, seventy nine yards per game. The Falcons are eleven and zero when they score this year when they score twenty points. But it's gonna be really really hard to score twenty points against this defense because like yeah. I said, the run game is really great and Matt Ryan has his best games are when the run game has been working you know what I mean right Julio Jones actually has the most yards uh, per game in NFL history in the playoffs which is a which is a, like a cool stat really what is do you know what the it's like 107 are? yards per game in the playoffs dang this is highest in NFL history but I just I really think that the Eagles run defense is going to screw up the Falcons whole game plan because they've been relying on the run so long not so long, but like in these in this past run, they've been playing really well. And that just how fast the Falcons' defense, just like we talked about how the Jags' defense is really fast and how mm-hmm. it could like go against being their disadvantage. I think that is in the disadvantage too, because they have three really different backs who can run a lot of different draws, counters, and screens. And yeah, mixing it up that that little bit of diversity they offer in the yeah. run game is is and crucial like I, too. You know, like I said, like the, if the Eagles get a lead, if they like score first, I don't think they lose that lead because the the defense has been good. And like they're gonna they're gonna shut down the run. I don't think Devontae Freeman is gonna run is gonna run all over this Eagles defense. I just cannot see that happening. No. And then and then Matt that means Matt Ryan is gonna have to outright win this game. And he's been shaky this year when it, when he's had to outright win the game. Like we saw last week um, when the Panthers shut down the Saints run defense. Drew Brees outright could win the game. I don't think Matt Ryan does that this year. Because I don't think he's. Mm, I, don't I think, think I've could. seen him do it. You know I mean, what I, mean? Guess, I guess I think I think he could. Now, now that I'm thinking about it. He, Matt Ryan, he hasn't had the best, like, com- comparatively. But, like, what is, what is Matt Ryan's career without Julio Jones? You know what I mean? He's had the one of the greatest receivers in NFL history. When did Julio Jones come into the league? I was trying to figure this out earlier today, too. Six years ago? So, he came in, like, uh, and then Matt, Matt Ryan came like, in. I still think like, Matt Ryan's, like, maybe, he's top ten every year, but, like, on the lower end. And, like, without the best, one of the best receivers in NFL history. Well, he was doing his thing when Roddy White was there, too. Remember Roddy White was kind of taking I off? Think, I don't I think he was just average like, his first couple of years. I don't know, man. I really think that. I think Matt Ryan's good. That's where I disagree with you. No, I don't, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's he's nowhere near, like, a Drewby's level where he will outright win a game. You know what I mean? I just don't um, think he will outright win a game in the playoffs against a good Eagles defense. He's right there. He's right there on the fringe of he's being. De- that's one what I'm of those saying. Players. He's definitely a fringe. He's a fringe great player, is what you're saying, or a fringe really good player. Like, I don't know. You like uh, Brady, Roethlisberger, Rogers. Cam Newton, Rogers, uh, and he's yeah. like a top five, like and a borderline like Carson top Wentz five this year. It's like he's flirting seven like maybe top yeah. he's on the lower end of top ten is what I'm saying yeah and I just I, I don't know I just because I don't, don't see him see, taking over no dude because I because I think I don't think the run game is going to work at all like I just don't see why though why wouldn't it work because no, no one's run on the on the Eagles all year all year no one's run on the Eagles I think the most yards they gave up all year was like 88 but this is mean? this this is a good run rush offense man this is a really good rush offense that is but we've seen the play calling be really inconsistent and yes. I think once I think once they see I think if they see the run games not working early on and they give up on it they're screwed you know what I mean because mm. we've seen the play calling be really inconsistent for the Falcons like they just now started getting to the thing where like hey if we run the game if we run the ball Matt Ryan 
can you know right. have more freedom and weaken this game. But if they get shut down early in the run, I think they might give up on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they might. They might. I I just I just don't think everyone can count the Eagles as quick as everyone wants to. Because they have a really, really good Right, I mean, back. they are only missing one player. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate. He was. Uh, I mean, he is. Uh, he technically still is. Yeah. But he's not going to get it. We all know who's going to get that, or who should get it. But I think I, I think I might be too quick to count count them out, count the Eagles out. But I still I still think it's going to be I think it's yeah. going to be the a big thing the Falcons definitely do though is the experience. Like we talked about inexperience, the Falcons have experience. They literally went all the way last year. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And but the fa- like, they've been on a good streak. They've got hot when it matters. And the Eagles have been they like that week off. You know, it's probably messing with. I think that's messing with Nick Foles' head as well. But I just don't think they need Nick Foles to win in the game. I don't think. I don't think Nick Foles has to throw over two hundred yards for the Eagles in this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I mean, I I am too quick, like I said, to to jump on the Eagles and. Plus, Zach Ertz is one hundred percent healthy, and that dude is a monster. Right, but uh, I mean, I'm not too worried about. What, I, I don't know, man. Nick Foles just doesn't do it for me, but. <laughs> I do think both of these games, I'm just going to stick to my guys, both these games on Saturday are going to be walkthroughs for both <laughs> teams. I think that it's going to be, the the Falcons are going to kill the Eagles, and I think that the, because the Falcons, they play on Saturday too, right? It's the Falcons, Eagles, and uh, Patriots, Titans, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the Jags and the Vikings play on. Um, anyway, I want to go back over to the AFC for a second and talk about Mike Mitchell. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, he made... I almost know him. I almost know him. He made the comment... What was what was his exact... I don't know what his exact quote was, but it was something to the effect... Uh, can you help me out with this? It's, it's like a little... He said he was looking ahead or something. He said something that alluded to the fact that he was looking ahead. He was looking like at the the AFC Championship game with the Patriots, and this is a huge deal because they're now they're obviously thinking that that you know it's that he's, yeah you said we're gonna play the Patriots again and beat them right yeah right so he he no he guaranteed that's what it was <laughs> he guaranteed that he guaranteed a win over the Patriots when they haven't even beat the Jaguars yet what what are your he said he said we're gonna play the Patriots again we can. We can play them in hell. We can play them in Haiti. We can play them in New England. We're going to win. <laughs> That's what he said. Wow. You're I don't hurt. know why he said we can play them in hell. We can play them in Haiti and then in New England. Like, Wait, we, he said Haiti? Yeah. Are you sure that's not like a misconstrued? No, he said we can play them in hell. We can play them in Haiti. We can play in New England. Maybe, We're just going to win. Maybe he was talking about Hades. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe they misquoted him and he was talking maybe. about Hades, but that's but still is horrible. Same thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> still a horrible quote. All right. So but. what's your what are your reactions to that? What is your reaction to that? Uh, I mean, I think it's dumb for any team to look past any team in the playoffs. Like, I think it's dumb for the Patriots to look past the Titans. Um, but I don't think they are because Bill Belichick is a discipline. But, like, right, right. especially, like, you any you can say that that game was a fluke because Ben Roethlisberger one of his worst games ever. But, like, the, the fact is the, the Jaguars kicked your butts. Like, right. they whooped you really, really badly. And it was, like, what, 30-9 to nine was the final score something like that? Yeah, something like that. Maybe 35-9. to nine. No, but, it was definitely 30. I just can't remember if they had nine. Yeah, they definitely had nine. They had uh, just three field goals. Oh, they didn't score? No, I'm pretty sure they didn't score a touchdown, huh. right? Or they might have mixed the extra point or something. I can't but, remember. Uh, anyway, it's, it's irrelevant. <laughs> we, we beat them bad. But it's like to look past any team in the playoffs is terrible, but to look past 
a team who has the like one of the best defenses in the league and like and especially when they have outspoken guys like you know there's a lot of outspoken guys in the Jaguars defense right and to completely dismiss them you know they're gonna see that you know that's gonna get them riled up mm-hmm. so you're only hurting your cause like you are just and adding you're more not, fuel to the fire well, for the Jaguars right and you're mm-hmm. fueling the opposite side of the ball like you it doesn't make sense. Like, no, I think it, I think it's like I'm not worried about anybody fueling a fire in the Jaguars' offense. Like, that's I'm not worried about you know that's what I'm saying. I'm not worried about that. I'm talking about yeah, like because you know, like, but he's, like your he's fellow a defensive, defensive player. back. Yeah, you're like the other defensive back, the one of the best in the league is gonna see that. And, yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna respond accordingly. Yeah, you know I mean? which is uh, we were we were quoting Jalen Ramsey when we first brought this up. He said, uh, in typical Jalen Ramsey fashion, he said. When asked about that whole situation, I don't much know him. They're like, "Oh yeah, that guy, you know, Leonard Fournette yeah, truck." Yeah, Leonard Fournette right over. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I don't much know him." <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time he's pretended to not know somebody's name. Yeah. And he's definitely he definitely knows these people. Yeah. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. This guy is in the NFL just like everybody else. You know every DB you, in the league. You know almost every player in the NFL who gets playing time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I, it's we know almost every player and mm-hmm. we just watch it. Like imagine if it's your job. That'd be like going to your that'd be like going to work, Kendrick, every day and just because you don't talk to someone, you have no idea what they do, <laughs> no idea who their name is, no idea how they've been doing recently. Like it it, it doesn't make any sense. So. Uh, but I like it. I like the the whole you know backhanded kind mm-hmm. of negligence he he <laughs> gives there. So I think that that's gonna fuel a fire that doesn't need to be fueled anymore. And that was dumb. Right. Very very dumb. Like, and that kind of that worries me for the Steelers because if I don't know if 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 that's just him or if that's the actual attitude in the locker room. Because if, if that's oh, the attitude in the locker room, think about that. then they are really screwed. If that's yeah. how everyone is thinking that we're that we're going to play the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, I didn't even think they, about they're that. They're going to lose if that's what they're thinking. You know what yeah, I mean? he hopefully he's not speaking for the whole team because that is a bad. It, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Yeah, it, if you're looking past, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs were looking past the Titans. Right. Look what happened there. Right. <laughs> and that that is so unfortunate too. You know, RIP the Chiefs. But but. I don't know, man. That's you, you cannot let that be your your thought process going into the divisional round of the playoffs, regardless of who you're playing. You cannot you cannot look past the team. You can't if you get caught up in a trap game in the divisional round of the playoffs, <clears throat> then you are the dumbest <laughs> like and strategizer like, in the world, it doesn't make even sense. Like this is a track game either because it's this is a highly contested game. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, that's what this I'm is saying. Like a, this is tough either way. Like I'm pretty sure it's like 50 50 on people or who people think is going to win this game. Right. And it's like it's not like this is like one of those games where it's like where when we talked about how the Dolphins Patriots kind of like a trap game because it was just like it it kind of felt like the Patriots were moving on. Right. And they were looking ahead yeah. and it was just. It, it fell into this perfect scenario, but you're yeah. exactly right. This isn't one of those games that where there's no championship in the playoffs. Like, like this is every game is like it, this is everyone's season on the line. You know yeah, I mean? completely. So I don't know. It is what it is. We'll see how we'll see how that kind of translates in the game. And I'm sure that I hope Jalen Ramsey like does the Fournette like summons Mike Mitchell over <laughs> <laughs> somehow. They they're on the field at the same time. <laughs> that would be so great. Fournette, speaking of Fournette, man, that guy has got to do something this game. He's got to. He's averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Like That's horrible. That's bad. That is it's so, really bad. so, so bad. And I don't know what you can attribute it to. 
But after he got suspended, remember he like missed like a team, yeah, like uh, the photo. yeah, a team photo, and I think a couple other like it was like mandatory physical therapy. Mm. He's not been the same. That's like, and it's not just he hasn't been statistically the same. His burst on the field, like his cuts, yeah. he's not hitting the hole like he used to. Right. I, I have zero idea what it is. And it's some people are saying like because he had that ankle injury, some people it's just it's just bothering him like this whole time. But I mean, have you have you heard that thing about like his family? How it's like uh-uh. it's like. His his family apparently just absolutely hates Blake Bortles. Like his whole family like hates Blake Bortles. What? Like, like when at the games they're like actively like trash talk or stuff like that. So I don't know. Is if that a real thing? Yeah, that, that's like a real thing. Like his family just absolutely hates Blake Bortles. And then I forget what the report was, but it was like the people who were like next to them where they were watching the game. Like like his whole family is just actively just trash talking Blake Bortles at the game. You know what I mean? So I don't. There's like that maybe it's so like his unfortunate. His like family has some like some weird mindset where it's like. It's less motivation to play for a team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your family hates a team or something. I don't know. I don't know what that is, yeah. but yeah, I think we 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 might be reaching there. But yeah, that, that's none, still, nonetheless, that's that's still a weird story. But it's like that's a weird story. He, yeah. He he definitely because my thing with that is because he doesn't seem as motivated as he did the first half. That's the thing. I don't think it's like his talent didn't go away. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's he's he still the same size. Lose. He's yeah. still huge. He's he's fast. still fast. Like it's just like he doesn't look motivated like he it's kind of like a lackluster burst when he gets the ball yeah he just kind of falls forward like when yeah. he when he hits the line of scrimmage where he used to really keep his feet moving kind of burst through the hole yeah. look for a few it's openings. like we talked about it's not like the holes were huge in the, in no, the first no, half no, no, of the season no, no, no. like it's still kind of a mediocre he line. was like, he was moving the well. pile yeah. he was for sure moving the pile he's turning into two yard toby he is man <laughs> and that's that's you know you cannot in it, it might be demoralizing to 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 have like a quarterback who literally like everyone in the league like talks trash about like other yeah. teams are talking trash to you about him and it's like you see him like miss these like five yard outs really easy like in it I I can imagine it can be easily demoralized for other players like Blake Bortles seems to take it on the chin like fine but yeah you we kind of forget about how the other skill players might feel about that right when they're like the leader of their offensive unit is constantly getting trashed and underperforming definitely I mean? and this is this is kind of like a a symbi- like very symbiotic in the fact that and like in the way that both things are affecting like yeah but so like if the if, poor it's because I, I don't think you can say like it's the poor run game has made Blake Bortles have the pat like been bad the past few games because it's been him overthrowing it but I've also think that like with with Blake Bortles not playing to the level he was like now key defense are even more like okay with King in the run then it makes it harder for him too like it's just a weird right. situation overall yeah, that's what I was going to kind of say, like what you said at first. I think it, a lot of it is he he doesn't have a lot of help, and it, it might be because he's not playing well. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like He's not getting the help he, he needs because he's not throwing the ball, but then he's not throwing the ball as well because he's not getting as much help. And there's got to be you, – you can't always meet each other in the middle. Right. you get what I'm saying? Someone has got to step up and has got to kind of compensate sometimes. And that makes your you and the whole team better when that happens. So and it's just like hard to see. Like when you watch like the first half, it's it's hard to tell. Like when we were talking about the Falcons the first half of the season, like what was wrong with the offense, it's hard to tell like what's wrong with the running game right now. Right. You know what I mean, it's it's just weird. 
It is. It's definitely a weird dynamic they have going in Jacksonville it, right it's, now. It, at least they they haven't given up on him. I mean, he'll he'll he's still getting like twenty carries, right? That's, which is good. That's good because he still has the ability to pop off a ninety-yard league, right? Like he did against the Steelers. So exactly, and I think that that's a good good sign. Uh, I know that you can obviously that can be your downfall as well as that's a double-edged sword. You know what I'm saying? It, you can also die by that too. Getting in the hole in second down. Yeah. Right. And I mean, because there's no way he's going to get 180 yards against the Steelers again. No. Like, even if he was playing, like, the whole, the level he was at, like, you're not going to go back-to-back games 180 yards again. I don't... But the Steelers' defense is soft. And I've said... I think I said this It was earlier. 100 yards. One of them was a 90-yard run, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like... <laughs> yeah. I think that the Steelers' defense is the weakest in the in the playoffs right now. Who, mean, who, who's worse? By the way, the, Titan, the Titans' defense has been playing really well. Yeah. It, it, they haven't played well. I would, I would st- still say the Falcons' defense. They've been playing above their level outside. I'd still say they're the weakest. They, they really rely on speed a lot. And if you can take advantage of the speed, I think they're a below average defense. Yeah, like speed has saved them a lot. I mean, they're they're and they're right there with the Steelers, yeah. but and with 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 Shazier being out, yeah. and that's affected the secondary too. Like, I didn't and Artie even, Burns is questionable, I think too. Yeah, I didn't think about like some people were talking about how Shazier's absence not only. Like affects the run game, it affects the secondary too because he was the one calling the plays and he called out. He changed a lot of coverages for the secondary. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're kind of lost back there without him. And he's the only linebacker they had that could run with, uh, like would run with like sometimes running backs, sometimes yeah. tight ends. He's aerodynamic. He's got no eyebrows. Yeah, for exactly, no, bro. No, he's like, no a little, he's like a little bullet. <laughs> so, what about? Or they they could just actually put Josh Dobbs in and he'd be the same thing. Maybe he'd do better than Big Ben. What if they start doing bad and he pulls a Saban and puts Josh Dobbs in and Josh Dobbs beats the Jaguars <laughs> in the second half with like the three. heroes wonder? Yeah, Dang, I don't know. What would you do, bro? I mean, I would <laughs> I would lose my mind. I would not realize what I was doing. First of all, it's a miracle that Josh Dobbs was drafted because yeah. that dude was awful in college. Yeah, he was not good. Like. <sighs> I don't know. It was bad. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking at all. Because, I mean, their back is Landry Jones, and he's awful. So, it's like... They, they, they prob- why don't they do some... Like they the Steelers, I think, have the two worst backup quarterbacks in the league. They should really seriously they start investing because Big Ben isn't a spring chicken. He's still talking about retiring. Like, it's, I really think the, the Steelers really do have the two worst backup quarterbacks in the league. In Landry <laughs> I Jones. I can't think of any worse ones. <laughs> Josh Dobbs. Jeez. I don't know. I mean, where, where's Mark Sanchez at? <laughs> Does he is he in the league? Uh, He's probably somewhere. I thought he was at Denver. He was at Denver. Remember? Yeah. Now they have like five. But they have like ten quarterbacks now, so I don't know where he's at. I don't know. But anything else we got? We have to talk about. We have like fourteen minutes. Uh, we could. We we don't have to. I don't know. I mean, we can talk about the Seahawks. We can talk about the Seahawks. The Seahawks are in complete upheaval. They, oh yeah, they have fired their offensive coordinator, their defense coordinator, the offensive line slash head coach, assistant head coach. So, and then we've already we already know like there's going to be a high turnover rate on that defense. A lot of those players are going to be gone. They're either going to retire or they're going to be on a different team. You know what I mean? Like right. Uh, Earl Thomas isn't going to be the next year. Camp Chancellor's is probably going to retire. Richard Sherman's probably going to leave because they owe him way too much money if he stays, and yeah. he's going to be 31. So the the defense is going to be totally different. They have literally all new coordinators and a, and a new assistant head coach. Like Pete Carroll's like the only one staying. So it's it's yeah. going to be really crazy to see what happens. So we know that Earl Thomas is leaving. I think that's pretty clear at this point. 
in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he's getting older. He's a veteran leader on that team, but he's made it abundantly clear because, I mean, he called out Bobby Wagner, you know, for playing. Right. And there's been discourse between him and other players. And Bobby Wagner is the best player on the defense. Right. Like, as good as the Legion of Boom is, Bobby Wagner is right. an amazing middle linebacker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so there was there was a little bit of uh, argument there between those guys. And then he ends up, like I say, he went to the Cowboys after the game. And there was rumors that he was asking, like talking to Jason Garrett about possibly playing for them next year. I don't think Earl Thomas is going to be there. Cam Chancellor is hurt, was hurt. Yeah, I think and, he's going to retire. And he's like 31 years old yeah. or something like that. So he, he doesn't have a lot of years left in him. I don't think they want to pay him what he would want anyway. Right. You're exactly right. So he's gonna. I think he's going to be gone too. Bobby Wagner will still be there. I think the only people to keep might be like Bobby Wagner. And Cliff sure. Averill's on the fence. Cliff Averill will be Cliff, gone too. Cliff Averill's on the fence, but I think Bobby Cliff Wagner, will be gone too. Uh, KJ Wright, and I mean Deshaun Shedd might even leave. I think he stays too. I think he if people overlook Deshaun Shedd. He's really good too. But the the big I think with the high turnover rate, like it's they have to focus more on offense. Like they got to those back to back Super Bowls because they the GM spent so much money on the defense, right? And he didn't spend any money on the offense. And I think even with all his defensive players leaving. He's been the GM has been good at finding guys in the draft and like a free agent to kind of step up. Like they really have that next man up thing. Like when Richard Sherman went down, Kim Chancellor, all those guys went down. The defense didn't really dip that much, you know what I mean? Because they have guys step up, but they now it's time for them to spend money on offense because like Russell Wilson just he literally has no hope, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know why it's taken so long for them to fire their level the OC. He's been there for seven years and. First of all, if he's the one that called the play <laughs> on the one yard line to pass instead of run it, then he should have been fired. Right. That, first of all, but it's like he he squandered a lot of talent. Like when they had Percy Harvin, he couldn't find a way for him to fit in. They had Jimmy Graham. He didn't really have them. Like he Jimmy Graham's only been like a red zone threat this year. Finally, but last year he didn't have do they anything. hired anyone. They haven't hired anybody. Like he had Percy Harvin and Golden Tate, and like couldn't fit those guys into the system. So he he kind of squandered talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in once. A Marshawn Lynch left. The offense has they've had no offense. No. Marshawn Lynch left. He he kind of that was kind of what he got by on, and like they just look flat and clueless all year. Like every single play is just like backyard football with Russell Wilson. Yeah, like tossing up Doug Baldwin. So I don't know how he's been there so long. Yeah, <laughs> I don't either. So Cliff Averill was thirty-one, not uh, Cam Chancellor, whoever I said. I think it was. I think I said Cam Chancellor. Right. But um, I think you're exactly right. I think in what we're going to see in the next couple of years with the Seahawks is a complete shift from a defensive yeah. team to an offensive I mean, team. you got to build around your best player. You have Russell to. Wilson. You have got yeah. to build it. That's exactly right. you got to build around your best player being Russell Wilson. And this is, a this is A, the perfect draft to do this. I think right. they're going to get a running back in the first round. Gotcha. Because, what, you have... But they're not going to get Barkley. But they have Barkley. But they have mm. Love coming out. They have... Um, Marlon Jones from USC. Nick is, Chubb. I think they might get Ron Jones from USC. Uh, no, Pete Carroll's a West Coast guy. I love the West Coast guy. He's yeah. like the coach of USC. So, so with with all these guys, I mean, I can name like five, four or five running backs mm-hmm. that are really good coming out right now. And I think that's what they're going to do. And they're also going to focus on O-line. Those are the two big needs they have right yeah. now. The O-line is atrocious. I think they're mm-hmm. going to address that in free agency as well as the draft. But... If they if they can get that together and build around Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin will still be there. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll be a completely different team. They'll be a completely different team coming yeah. up. 
because we they've scored they've managed to score a pretty good amount of points with like just Russell Wilson. So if they just get the offense together, you know what I mean, they could start outscoring teams instead of like having their kind of defense have to like make them survive. Yeah, and it's like the like the one name that came up for OC so far was Steve Sarkeesian, um, which Dan Quinn immediately shot that down. He's like, there's zero chance of that happening. Really, so they really have like no. I mean, who knows what happens? There's there's been, I think. Uh, I think the Packers just hired OC too. I don't I don't know who it is, but there's been a, a lot of coaching changes already. Yeah, like not just head coaches, like a lot of coordinators have gone and stuff like that. Yeah, so I I think it's gonna be interesting to see what the Seahawks are gonna do, be, just because their identity is gonna completely change. Yeah, the Legion of Boom weird. isn't it, you know no, dead. is dead, man. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate. They had a very nice run though. Oh yeah. A very, very Anytime nice Anytime you can run. go back-to-back Super Bowls, that's impressive. Uh, yeah. And it's like, that's on the strength of your defense. Russell Wilson was doing his thing. Marshawn Lynch was doing his thing. But, yeah. like, defense wins championships. And that, that's that's for sure proof of that. Right. And you mentioned uh, Saquon Barkley. I wanted to shout out uh, Sean Carter, boy. Jay-Z. What Sean you? Carter. Because you know he has, uh, like, Rock Nation Sports. Yeah. And uh, so Saquon Barkley signed to Rock Nation Sports. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And I, it's, it's just really cool, like, what Jay-Z's doing. Because it's like, he... Like a lot of like a lot of like agents like their sole purpose is just to get as much money yeah. out of the kids as possible. And like Jay Z's thing is like so his quote was like he said I don't need money from these kids. I'm starting an agency because I'm sick of agents taking advantage of young athletes and leaving them broke and they're tired. We're just gonna sign athletes and teach these guys financial literacy so they can be millionaires long after they left the game. And that's like an amazing thing. That to is do. an amazing like, thing. Like agents really are just like soul sucking, just out for money. You know what I mean? Well, the, it's like especially the problem is you need them. Yeah, you do. But it's it's good that not only like like keeping their money secure like when they have it but like letting them like grow it right because like i still have no financial literacy like you don't learn anything about no. finance in school like, yeah, I still, like i have no idea about taxes or like right mutual funds or like how to save money this is this guys, isn't because the guys weren't going to class or no, something like it's that they don't teach you it and yeah. especially like these young athletes who have been everything kind of handed them like when you're a premier athlete things just get kind of done for you, you know what i mean yeah so they already have that kind of like kind of blase for attitude. That's why a lot of these guys lose money. So I think I just think it's cool what he's doing. That's pretty it awesome. It is. It is really cool. Like he doesn't take any money from him, you know. What I mean, he doesn't yeah, give he a percent because he doesn't yeah. need it. Exactly. That's crazy. That's really cool, man. I didn't know that at all. But I guess that's all we have for today. Uh, we'll be back next week with some AFC stuff and to recap all these games that are going on this week. We'll be talking about the Jags W in Pittsburgh and all that good stuff. So we're talking about Titans Jags for the AFC Championship. <laughs> oh my god, please not. I would rather like I said, I'd rather face the Patriots. But also we're gonna continue to post uh, things on YouTube and we're gonna do some reaction videos, some little like analysis videos. We're gonna be doing a lot more recently as far as audio 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 audio, uh, <laughs> audio. visual stimulation goes. Yeah, there might be a strip tease coming. Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Um I'm thinking Palm Tree Poppy might uh make yeah, a good. reappearance here mm-hmm. and you know get things done. So that's all we got. Take it easy.